Please refrain from talking during today's video. It really distracts from the message of the piece. The peace and quiet, I need to nap in the back row, if you know what I mean. Hello, students. <laughs> Thank you all for meeting me in this alleyway parking lot that New York City is very well known for. I work vice in the NYPD. And my name is Detective Tarek. Now, can everybody spell that? Sure. NYPD. That's right. I am police. <laughs> Even though I look and sound like Judd Nelson, if he could give you a good deal on a Persian rug if you do hand or mouth stuff. I am here to capture a very dangerous person who, as some of you know, has been selling drugs on the video high premises. I mean, Stinky Beard here knows what I'm talking about. What the hell? The newspapers have been calling this part the death dealer. Because the marijuana he or she or they have been selling is absolute kill. Good shit. The loudest of the loud. Sticky, icky, icky. Right, Stinky? Dude, I don't really so do. So I have decided to go undercover as one of the students of your school to 21 Jumping Kick Street, this death dealer. You really don't seem like a student. What are you speaking about? I blend in. Ugh, fine. <laughs> but we will need someone else to play the mark. If it means video high will be drug-free, I'll do it. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and if anything should go wrong, don't be afraid, as I have been trained in China in Tiger Claw-style kung fu. And my partner, Detective Linda has decades of training in martial arts from the Kung Fu Masters of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh, cool. Is she going to be here too? Uh, not nearly as much as she should. <laughs> we have developed a tactical method of taking down perps since the first death dealer we dealt with back in 1991. You see, while I was on suspension for blowing up a case and a suspect... Detective Linda, who was sick of honeypotting psycho rapists, was hot on the heels of a murderer scratching martial artist to death. When the chief put me on the case, I noticed immediately I've become what? southern. What? Yeah, no, in, in. Cut nothing. The killer had used Tiger Claw style. My style. Of fighting, I mean, not my fashion style, which could be described as oldest man waiting outside to get Taylor Swift's autograph. Hey, I think you look great. You as well, handsome stranger. He's Swedish now. I can't. Look. 
Paul Mary is Lebanese from Brazil. That accent is anything you want it to be. Anyway, <laughs> our plan was to infiltrate an underground tiger-style fighting school. But in the end, the twist was that the true death dealer killing New York's best martial artist turned out to be the mild-mannered, 300-pound muscular painter and stripper enthusiast, John. The most recognizable actor in the film. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? But now I am here and wait. What? Yeah, so it's going to be 60 for the 8th, but if you want two, I could do 100, you know, for some hand or mouth stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure, okay, <laughs> let me just... Detective Tarek, over here! You're dead, death dealer! Take this! Tiger style! Stop me in my face! Scritchy, 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 scritchy! Oh, hi, Marks, Jamie! <laughs> you took down the death dealer! And we helped. Did you? <laughs> oh, oh no, it's did you? Okay, I get it. Sorry, I was picturing the, Simps- the Simpsons. The Simpsons. <laughs> I mean, you? that's actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> did you, the viewer? You, can you figure out who the death did dealer you is? Figure it out, audience. <laughs> guy, we're gonna show <laughs> multiple times <laughs> killing people physically, and then. Same for the show. Tiger Claws. For those few masters, it's a skill of combat. For one man, it's a weapon of murder. This killer is a highly trained martial artist. He did that with a sword? No. His hand. It's Tiger Claws. There must be 10,000 martial artists in New York alone. And only two cops. They're getting closer to the truth. I need more time. There's no more time. And closer to the killer. Tiger Claws. That's right, class. Take your scratchy tiger-style positions. Wrong. <laughs> with every hit of the drum for the roll call. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Greg Hansen. If Jalal Murphy can go from running his family's jewelry business to producing, directing, and starring in movies, even though he has the charisma of a Greek diner owner, (laughs) (laughs) then I guess I too believe in the American dream. (laughs) What? This this was Toronto? Oh, that makes more sense. (laughs) Bum, 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 bum. Jamie Kennedy. Tarek don't like it. <laughs> Rothrock the tiger claw. Rothrock the tiger claw. Dunk dunk. Check 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 check. Josh Roth. This podcast will bring you to the edge, both mentally and physically. It's a line from the movie. I uh, know. Yeah, Wait, yeah. yeah I, are you gonna? Are you gonna edge our listeners? Oh, <laughs> hold on, listeners. This one's. No, it's not. This is a boring-ass fucking movie. (laughs) (laughs) 
I disagree with And I'm Casey Regan, and I'm with Josh. I want my listeners to edge to this episode. <laughs> right, that's why I, I think we should construct a paywall for this episode to be behind, you know? Like, uh, we're, we're making the paywall now, and the, that pay will be slid through a... I'm, I'm putting a tiny hole in the paywall so okay, that you could okay. slip... Preferably our our means of uh, currency, which are, are rolls of quarters. So there'll be like a hole <laughs> for uh, for you to in our paywall. Oh, how glorious! Rolls of quarters. Yeah, it's a, it's sort of a glorious hole. I can't tell if this is really good radio humor or <laughs> bad radio humor. Can you, listeners? <laughs> you hear Cynthia Rothrock. Ooh, it's going to be good. Oh, and then the whole movie, you get strung along for 90-ish minutes, and then you, you never climax. You get a little exactly. you get a little bit of Cynthia Rothrock here and there, and you're like, oh, now she's going to fight. Oh, no, she's on a pier? What's happening? What's she's happening? listening to a radio? Hmm. I, I got to be honest. This was not my favorite of the movies we done did. <laughs> I I hate to say this because I didn't think I believed this, but guys who can kick well does not a good movie make. It's <laughs> just not Greg, enough. Where where in Cynthia Rothrock's yes. career was this? This is early in her American. Okay, it feels like it's like her first American movie because it's she's she's barely in it. It's not. Well, she's in it. She's just not doing cool stuff. We're like, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm led to believe this is going to be a really cool Cynthia Rothrock movie, and we're following Tarek around the entire time. Yeah, well, because he's got the the money, the okay, money to make the, money. the movie. This may be the problem with like vanity projects by uh, people whose parents own jewelry stores. That it's like, <laughs> it's like he is Tarek is both meant to be like the guy who is right all the time and respected by the criminal world. Yeah. Like, I would have loved a version of this movie where Tarek was, like, the divorced boathouse living vice detective lured into the mm -hmm. criminal world a little bit more. The character is just, like, he's the coolest guy. Everyone yeah. likes him, except for those two dorks. They're the dorks. They don't like him. <laughs> Everyone tells him how good his martial arts are. Yeah. All the real martial artists in the movie are like, you're our friend and better than us. Yeah. <laughs> you learned in China? You're much better than all of us. I know. There's a great moment in the movie where Cynthia says to him, and it's like, I, I, I think you want to learn this because you want to master Tiger Claw. I don't think this is actually to find <laughs> our death dealer. And he's like, well, I guess we both have something to prove. And it's like, okay, yeah, hers is like that she's capable of doing her job and yours is fragile masculinity, I guess. I guess that's your character arc. I mean, Cynthia Rothrock at this point was not a huge star. She had just come over. She, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to, to necessarily <laughs> chart. But like, yeah, I mean, like her her first stateside movie is China O'Brien, which is 1990, which is the year before this. She's in a shitload of movies. But yeah, like she, she was in Jalal Murray, knew it a bigger star than he is at the time of making the movie. That wasn't up for debate. Apparently they were friends from the tournament circuit, mm. which is sort of like how he got her in on the project. Uh, why she was not the main character is unclear. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's... Because yeah. it's, he's a legit 
martial artist. Yeah, no, right? no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. This is not. This is not some Damien in uh, Gangland <laughs> situation, even though they have similar ponytails. <laughs> um, oh God! Like do. this is this is a vanity project, but it's not an egregious vanity project. At least he has like something good to prove. Yeah, he's got um, the he's got the moves. He's got the moves. Yeah. Like Jagger. He's got the moves adjacent to Jagger. Like Jaguar? Like Jaguar. Oh. (laughs) (gasps) It throws things off when you start a movie with Cynthia Rothrock, and then they're just like, see all the food on the table? (laughs) Rug pull. (laughs) She she really doesn't kick all that much ass in this movie either. No. I mean, I don't know if she doesn't kick that much ass. She kicks... She kicks a lot of ass. It's not just enough. not. There's not just not right. Enough. I mean, not enough. there's not enough. I mean, I would say in general, there's not a lot of right. ass kicking. No, no. In this well, movie. there's mostly just a lot of throat ripping, honestly. Mm. Face scratching. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it does kind of say something, though, that the director, Kelly Macon, never went a Macon another <laughs> action movie afterwards. Hey. Kind of ended up doing more comedy and TV stuff. So maybe not necessarily their strong suit. Mm-hmm. Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? We. We's I to guess say. it's us. That's why we were here. <laughs> I did like Cynthia Rothrock. Linda Masterson, Detective Linda, is walking through New York, 1991. Two guys following her. She's an undercover cop. And also not New York. No. No. God, no. There is not a frame of this movie that looks like a lick of New York. No. Look, any city looks the same. That's the thing about cities of the world is they all are <laughs> they all look exactly all the same. Well, Every at least it, that's why it's easy to get like a Chinatown in there because there's like, you know, there's what four major Chinatowns. Yeah. Toronto probably being one of them. San Francisco, New York. And it's like, you just show the gate real fast. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, that's where you are. That's where we are. Right. Totally New shot. York. Yeah, every city Chinatown. has a Chinatown. It's really just in varying levels of town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I loved the little touch diegetic chase music. Yes. Ooh, the bird band music. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. I liked it. The music was cool. I was digging it. And then it's shown to be a street drummer. <laughs> playing the, the music, yeah. scoring the whole thing. It was really I cool. I did also I, like I that Cynthia Rothrock looked like her inspiration was uh, Joan Cusack undercover. <laughs> <laughs> she has like a the fashion version of a mullet where it's like business on top, party on the bottom. Ooh, she's, yeah. she's, wear, she's, she's wearing exclusively pa- like crazy shoulder pad suit jackets and then like pencil skirts and huge heels that I'm like, mm. like some cocaine sniffing heels. Yeah. Yep. She looks like Mia Wallace. She looks like she walked off the set of Working Girl. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> yes. Totally. Way better than my Pulp Fiction reference. I don't under really understand the word entrapment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. Entrapment, I feel like, would have been pretending to be an actual prostitute. All she did was walk by, and a guy basically tried to accost and assault her in that moment. Yeah, I I think entrapment would be like, hey, "Hey, assault me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hey, stranger. Yeah. 
That's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she was just walking down the street, minding her own business. Is that what she's been doing? Is that what? The, yeah, well, that's why that's she doesn't beat? want to do it anymore. I think, <laughs> doesn't she beat? say like at a certain point, like I'm tired of doing this? Yeah, I'm tired of putting on like dime store wigs and. It's a bad beat. That's a very bad beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it doesn't help that also every punch and kick she throws, she's literally channeling her best Miss Piggy and is going. <laughs> Are you a real martial artist? Tiger claws, but everyone is Muppets. It does make more sense, though, in the context of the movie that she's like, Yeah, it's been 15 years. I learned in Scranton. Yeah, I (laughs) learned All right. right. I think maybe that's the the strength of Cynthia. I think it takes a great martial artist to look like a bad martial artist. (laughs) Well, because also the setup, she has a handle on everything, but no one believes she can handle it. She's looking for more responsibility. She's looking to become like a detective on the force. And then her counterpoint is Tarek, who is, you know, a loose cannon who straight up murders the people that he's trying to arrest alive. And then the other detectives on the force are Tweedledee and Tweedledum who hate Tarek's guts and also couldn't solve a case to save their lives. Yeah, they're equally inept. My friend tells me you're the man. Hey, that's Tarek. What the hell is he doing here? Let's see the product. Until I see some money. You said this man was cool. This is our bust. Now let's have some cash. Guns down now. All of you. You're under arrest. Move now. Move, move. Stop. 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 Shoot. Um, I'm not a police officer. Surprise, surprise. You'd have to tell you us have if you to leave. Yeah, you have to tell us that. <laughs> he, does, he does have to say. But I think if I was a police officer, I'd keep a really close eye on stray quarries. <laughs> they do seem to be the number one location for just crime. Well, and box crime. factories. And box oh, factories. Oh, oh. Box, factories. Yep, box factories. But but I will say box factories are at least indoors. You can't always have eyes on that. You can just have a guy who just sits in the quarry all the time. Right. Yep. That should be ever that should be your job. You should have one guy who just sits in the quarry and goes, Crime! <laughs> yeah, it's unrealistic to think that uh, you know, nine to five, the box factory factory has to be operating people have to be making the boxes putting them together taping them up stacking them that's, that's business needs to continue in these box factories oh honey we had another death down at the box factory because greg the toronto nypd had taken your advice and they did just apparently set up these two other detectives down at the quarry to just yes, sit, oh my God, sit that there was behind their job. bricks and like wait for a drug deal to happen know that Tarek was on the case like why was Tarek even very there? poor communication on, <laughs> in this precinct because Tarek had seemingly been embedded yeah he was just moonlighting under so he was a drug dealer like yeah, not yeah, like, yeah. like a cop who the other cops don't know is drug dealing is a drug dealer <laughs> there's a really strange in retrospect because I completely forgot about this scene until right now where Tarek is talking to somebody at like internal affairs about yes. getting yes. like yes. $25,000 so that his cover isn't blown. And then they go, I don't know if we can do that. And then he leaves. And then this is the next scene we see of it. And that is not resolved. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> we gave you $15,000 last week, wasn't it? Drugs are expensive. Uh, Not for me. Not for me, obviously. <laughs> for the sting. Well, okay. I mean, you have to realize, or it, it, like, it has to be obvious to everybody who's seen the movie that this movie clearly had to have been made for pocket change oh, because yeah. it's like... There are some very strange decisions made, not the least of which is the fact that they can't get a character actor for probably a part that has the most character actors to fill it, yes. which yeah. would be a police chief. <laughs> yeah. right. you, so yeah. many for, people play police chiefs. one day of shooting. Wow. I just this can't character. help but think that the producers are like looking through like tape after tape, audition after audition, they're like, no, we need someone who can't remember their lines. <laughs> someone who's sweating at the side of a camera. The character needs to be having a heart attack yes. on camera for us. <laughs> He's a good cop. He just has a tendency to do things his own way. So I pulled a few strings. We need him. The commissioner knows he can't afford to have a serial killer like him on the loose. It won't look good. Here's his boat. He lives here? Actually, his wife moved out on him a couple of years ago. He sold everything and moved here. Quite a nice boat for a cop's salary. He works in narcotics. The department wanted him to keep the right cover. So they leased him a car and a boat. I thought it was telling that they established that Tarek is a guy who lives on a houseboat. <laughs> and then we <laughs> spend left about 30 to 40 minutes of the movie on of said <laughs> houseboat. Yeah. At some point they go, let's go to a restaurant. Houseboat. houseboat. <laughs> like, also, nothing says New York like houseboats. <laughs> yeah. right? You know, we all had them growing up, yeah, right? New York Harbor. It is so insane. Like, later in this movie, they're holding on shots of things that say, like, Toronto Bay Marina. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto Bay in, uh, on 207th Street. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Tarek lives on a houseboat because, of course, he does. Because he's a divorced man. <laughs> because, because Lethal Weapon came out recently. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. it's, it's that weird sort of like, 90s movies where, like, these men... Divorce was both the worst and most interesting thing that ever happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't for divorce, John McClane wouldn't have climbed up in those vents. Absolutely, yes. Divorce makes men more powerful. <laughs> divorce gives them their strength. Their yeah. there, yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. What this movie does, I think, fail on is not recognizing its own strengths and playing to it, mm -hmm. instead opting to do things as maybe was written in the script, because then we cut to literally my favorite thing in the entire oh world, God, which yes. is Bill Pickles. Yes! <laughs> what you've just seen is martial arts at its best. It takes years and years of traditional training to reach this condition. In order to be the best, you've got to train with the best. And that's me, Bill Pickles. I'll be doing seminars across the country in towns closest to you. Check your local newspapers and TV for the best dates. Till next week, this is Bill Pickles saying keep on kicking. And cut, Billy. Excellent show. Excellent show, Bill. That's right. Hey, didn't I tell you never to shoot the left side of my face? This is a real person? Yeah. Bill Pickles. As Bill Pickles. Right? Because he's playing himself. Who is I, Bill Pickles? I fucking guess. Who the hell is Bill Pickles? Let, let's paint a word picture. The, a being mulleted martial artist is stepping on glass. There's a woman laying between Mazel two tov. chairs. <laughs> he, he puts a watermelon on her stomach and then slices it in half, 
faces the camera and says, what you have just seen is martial arts at its best. And you know what? Yeah, yeah it is. He yeah, <laughs> did not lie to us. All the victims of the death dealer in this movie are real martial artists in that the world. I appreciate it. Greg, like you said, you know, Jalal Murray and uh, Cynthia Rothrock met on the tournament scene. I imagine all these people are just like... Friends of... But yeah. Yeah. Uh, his yeah. friend who like wins the tournament later and then gets killed, John... Is really You're talking John. about Ken? You're talking about Ken, Ken. from Street Fighter? <laughs> he in the movie is John Atkinson. He's really named John Atkinson. Uh, the the sword guy, I forget his uh, actual that's gotta name. Be somebody, yeah. Bill yeah. Pickles is the coolest example of this. It is so <laughs> funny to be, to cast him as like a dicky TV martial artist. And his voice is so much higher than you expect it yeah. to be. He started to talk, and, and my mouth was agape. I it's couldn't believe what I was so seeing, funny. to be honest. Bananas. But I did find this, like, you know, nerdy film site that talked about the Tiger Claws films. And the one sentence they put about Tiger Claws was, and yes, Bill Pickles is the Bill Pickles of Bill Pickles Dill Pickles. <laughs> And Wait, look, I've what? tried so hard to Google Bing. I've asked Jeeves. I cannot find Bill Pickles, Dill Pickles. But if anyone out there knows anything about Bill Pickles, oh Dill God. Pickles. Because we will interview him on the show. Absolutely. He's re- he's still oh. alive. He is. He has a Bill I mean, Pickles. I'd hope so. If he, if he wasn't, then we'd have to talk to Bolo about it. But Bill Pickles Karate Academy is still a thing. We can... We, uh, I would love to talk to Dylan. Can his Bill pickles, pickles sponsor our podcast so oh! we can get some free pickles? Yes. Bill Pickles, if you're out there, we have set up a paywall. All you have to do is put your pickle <laughs> through the hole in our paywall. <laughs> yeah, and we will, and it will be gratifying for you. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> a quick aside. Uh, so apparently, during the COVID nineteen pandemic. The British Columbia when was that CDC <laughs> recommended uh, glory holes. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Stop the podcast. What? According to globalnews.ca, try glory holes for safer sex during coronavirus. BC CDC says. That's <laughs> I remember seeing a, a German PSA infographic that recommended doggy style or anal because they like measured you could potentially get six feet away from the mouth we to mouth. We truly didn't have enough medical information. In those early days, I? I, I love the idea of a meeting of the world's most brilliant scientific minds and they're like what are we gonna do about this and someone from vancouver is like what about glory hole fucking (laughs) (laughs) will that help and everyone's like what (laughs) couldn't hurt can we still do it can we still (laughs) should we shut down the nation's glory holes (laughs) we have to pump money into the glory hole economy (laughs) <laughs> the the we small can't let business the virus win. <laughs> you know, then they did. They sent out those stipends. They sent out those stipends of rolls yeah. of quarters. I'll give you a stimulus check. <laughs> <laughs> the boom. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, we can no longer cut all of this. I know. <laughs> yeah, now what it's... movie were we talking about again? Oh, who knows? Who cares? No, I, I, I also think filmically, the death of Bill Pickles was the yes. best part of the yes. movie. Yes, no, it absolutely was. It was so well framed. He's sitting in front of his vanity mirror, watching one of his own infomercials, and someone, a mysterious stranger, comes in and fucking scratches the shit out of him. I love he yanks him off screen and the camera keeps pushing in on the commercial talking about self-defense and then he falls back in the chair and he's got a claw mark. The only way it could have been better is if there was a blood splatter across the television oh, screen yes. like before mm. he fell backwards. So this is the first of the murders. A handful of murders. A couple murders of the death dealer which really that's the best you got NYPD. I actually really liked that that they just had New York's sweatiest cop on TV <laughs> to, to name the killer and, <laughs> and it's not very Which, smart I, yeah I also liked it yeah and it's yeah. not like a good one it's not like a clever name either doesn't he get reamed for he does for, yeah sure because, does. because he just because he's more focused on being on the news and just willfully hands over to this newscaster all the information of what they're dealing with yeah, taken off the case for bad branding yeah <laughs> <laughs> the SEO is is killing us <laughs> Now, the unique thing about these injuries is that there was virtually no external damage, yet the internal organs were crushed. Forensic confirms that the only external damage found was the markings on the face. To have such precision and to be able to inflict this amount of damage, it leads me to believe that this killer is a highly trained martial artist. Oh, come off it. Martial arts is a bunch of crap. Been in enough scraps, I should know. I disagree. Also, she says like the organs have been smushed, yeah, what the even fuck though was there that? are no external. She says there's ex. The only external damage on the body is the claw marks. Well, it so... seems like the only on external the damage on the body is what kills them because he yeah. like straight up rips across the jugular, right? No, no, he's he's working the body so much, <laughs> he's turning their insides into uh, like gogurt. <laughs> <laughs> like they are, yeah, just... they've been liquefied. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the scratch is just a calling card it does not yeah. actually they don't bleed out from we don't know but okay. Man, it does yeah. seem to be the finishing move you're right yeah. it does seem to be the last part <laughs> it is it. the titular tiger claw so. maybe he's he's putting their insides maybe. on puree and letting it soak <laughs> i'm a big fan of the chief kind of just goes there must be ten thousand martial artists in new york alone and it's like <laughs> Where did you what? get that number? No, that's it, true. It was the that's early true. 90s, Greg. Karate was all the rage. Everyone everyone was dabbling like in it. Like five seconds ago, they didn't even know what martial arts were. No, it's so niche. It's, it's like, there must be 100,000 magicians in New York City. Yes. How will we find the one responsible for the presto murders? <laughs> for the Copperfield killings. <laughs> I'm gonna make your life disappear. disappear. Abracadaver. <laughs> there must be 1,500 puppeteers <laughs> in New York alone. Who is it who's pulling the strings on this one? There's gotta be 230 jugglers in the metro area. There must be 500 teppanyaki chefs. 
There have to be at least 100,000 podcasters in this city. <laughs> no, that's those numbers are low. <laughs> those numbers are definitely low. Then the sergeant takes Tarek out of probation, or I guess he's still on probation? I don't know. Well, he's on suspension for vice, but you can go work on this. <laughs> yeah, you, you can come back to homicide. As long as you, don't it's a ha- you can't have a gun for it, but you can Who have these guns. <laughs> 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 no, I believe the killer was using martial art techniques. I want to know his style. Good job. Old Chinese style. One of the first. Some people call it Tiger Talk. Come on, Fitz. Eric, how do you know it's Tiger? I've studied it. What could you tell us about this Tiger style? You're going to have to find out for yourself. I thought you said that this guy was an expert. You want to know about Tiger? It's a style that takes you to the edge, both physically and mentally. And people who know it are the most lethal martial artists. Don't tell me you've got another lunatic out of control. On the contrary, he's not a lunatic. And he's not out of control. And that's what makes him so dangerous. Don't ever underestimate him. So Tarek is supposed to be integral to this investigation because he takes one look at the pictures and goes, this is tiger claw technique. (laughs) I recognize it. He knows it. He studied it in China. <laughs> they set him up that they're like, he studied tiger claws in China, mm-hmm. cannot speak Chinese, <laughs> does not know his way around Chinatown. Nope. Uh, his first thought is 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 a good one, which is like, let's find the gyms. Right, right, right. Well, I've gathered this list of all these kung fu schools that teach tiger. This is where we start. Get real. This guy is hardcore. You wouldn't find him training at your local franchise studio. Yeah? You have a better idea? Yes. Follow me. Where are we going? Where the real fighters train. Where do we start? I don't know exactly. You mean, you drag me all the way down to this place and you don't know where to start? And when asked, where are said gyms, he goes, I don't know. Let's do medium racist shit and just go to Chinatown and just ask anybody. Totally. Yes. Yep. A montage of asking every Chinese person who walks yes. by. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. Do you know where Kung Fu is taught? What? My favorite no? is Tarek just like makes this kind of like hand gesture with his with his fingers that look like he's doing like a claw movement and yeah. like and the person's like I don't know. <laughs> it's a good yeah, thing yeah. that someone walks by with a bandage on half their face. That could that's an awkward question though. Yeah, like, could have been from anything. Got, could have gotten LASIK on one you, of his eyeballs. You look like someone kicked the shit out of you. <laughs> Where's the underground fighting pits? <laughs> <laughs> you look like you lost your dignity. Hey, argue with the methods, not the results. Because <laughs> they don't get any. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they really don't. No. I mean, who knows or cares? They end up who knows? They end up finding some people in a place of no particular consequence. It looks like they're honestly uh, playing Mahjong at a table instead of they like, are. doing... Okay, yeah, okay. They are playing Mahjong at Look, a table. Look, I've been in the back rooms of some... Of China, New York's Chinatown, that it's, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is what most people are doing back then. And then they go to the back of the studio, and then a gang is beating up a guy, and they decide to join in. Not in beating up the guy, but in saving the guy from getting yes. beaten up. <laughs> yes, did, they did not suddenly decide. Let's pile on this guy. In this case, no, they're on the good side. And the guy that they rescue says that 
Sifu Chow has two scars on the left side of his face and is a guy teaching Tiger Claw, I guess. He would be the person to talk to. And where to find him would be at the huge martial arts (laughs) tournament that is currently happening now. I wonder if that's the first place you should have gone. We need to find this cosplay killer. (laughs) We certainly can't go to New York Comic Con to find them. There are hundreds and thousands of cosplayers in this city. Oh, yeah, after Tarek has been so shitty to Cynthia Rothrock about, she's like, we could, here's all the studios that teach Tiger Claw. He's like, you fucking idiot. There's no way they'd be in the yellow pages. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're at, like, hey, Tiger Claw Con. <laughs> all ages welcome to Tiger Claw Convention. Come on down to Tiger Claw Conventions. Free Tiger Claws. There are thousands of people at this tournament, and at no point. Also, theoretically, again, Tarek is supposedly a, a reasonably trained guy who knows people currently on the martial arts circuit. Yes. The champion. So the he idea, knows the champion. Third year in a row champion. So the idea that he doesn't know anything about Tiger Claw going on in the city means either he's so out of touch that he doesn't understand it or that everyone hates him enough to keep him out of the loop. <laughs> the latter yeah or he just wants to get the police department to pay for more time on the <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like my per diem is great yeah. he did ask for 25 yeah. grand for a seemingly no reason and i need to up my pokemon go walking steps so we gotta go all through chinatown today <laughs> like siphoning money out of the nypd to do kung fu that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool, cool. It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> pretty cool. considering a cab you know yeah. All killers are bolo. <laughs> God damn. I loved that the fighter who they save who tells them to go to the Kung Fu convention is like, his name is Sifu Chow. He has two scars on his face. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> he will roll up right next to you. <laughs> he will make himself extremely known soon so that we can get the movie going. I love when an exact name and an identifiable physical attribute is all you can tell someone. <laughs> I can give you this picture. I can give you his name, where he's going to be, and his identifiable <laughs> trademark. That's all I know. That's it. <laughs> no more. social security number. His, his mother's maiden name. His, the name of his dog. The name, You can pack it to all his passwords and accounts. First high school's mascot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't give you more. <laughs> Good fighters, aren't they? What's your style? What's yours? Tiger. One point. Two one. Why would you think they were good? And this is when we get our introduction, subtly but not subtly, to Chan. You mean the shot of him standing amongst the kids? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The greatest shot in the history of film. This towering behemoth. A, 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 an upside down pyramid of a man. <laughs> just, just all yeah. chest standing above. Standing among screaming tweens. <laughs> just like, ah, karate. Bolo Young is an incredibly imposing yeah. force. Yes. Yeah. But he is 5'6. And so to make sure that he really looks imposing. Put him amongst some, some kitties. That makes sense. Smart. There is a lot 
of really questionable decisions in this movie as far as like what is realistic. The the least realistic thing about this movie is that Bolo Young, the biggest man alive, can yeah, right. seemingly sneak into a room unnoticed yeah. and does it a lot. But Greg, he has tiny little glasses. Yeah, no one suspects the mural painter except the audience who has seen him murder people before. Yeah, he's got his henny waffle sweatshirt on, <laughs> his little it's tiny not the glasses. Strongest MacGuffin and his in the paint world. palette. <laughs> Who'd expect this man who has pecs on his feet? <laughs> <laughs> It's also, who would watch this movie and be like, Bola Young, that's probably not the back. It's <laughs> insane. I don't want to skip ahead too much, but I don't know if it's even skipping ahead when we don't actually get a motive for these or like a rhyme or reason behind this string of murders, right? He's The only thing we get is that he's collecting trophies, which doesn't go anywhere. Right. I, I, I got, especially that moment where Bolo walks up and like stares at this karate championship winner. I got the sense that it was like, I am killing other people who claim to be great martial artists because so I am a great he wanted to be artist. the very best? Like no one ever like, was. Like no one ever was. <laughs> There's also a through line of disrespecting martial arts and like com- commodifying martial arts that like, yes. I picked up on. Oh, I think interesting. Yeah. Okay. Right, because, because, because Bill Pickles oh. <laughs> Bill Pickles was selling it was in like infomercial style. Oh, the, the sword, sword guy. The sword guy, they're like, oh, is that the original form? He's like, nah, I changed the original Ooh. form because the future of martial arts is improv and jazz, baby. <laughs> yeah. And then this is a white guy winning. <laughs> there's also something yeah. to be said about the, there's an interesting moment that happens later where Tarek and Chong kind of share a moment because Tarek is starting to go too far. And the, I think the implication is that Tiger Claws makes you want to kill. Okay. That yeah, like like yeah. the 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 further you get into it, it like drives you crazy and you have a bloodlust. And I and so I think that that's also part of it. That like Chong just needs blood. Just needs <laughs> just yeah. needs the the good red stuff, baby. Feed me, Chong. Feed me now. <laughs> yeah, we then we, we see Chong Bolo killing uh John Atkinson. I didn't really focus on motivation because now, the fourth implied Tiger Claw murder, the third that we've seen on camera, I just could focus on thinking about what was going on under Bolo's fingernails. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's so much meat and blood oh, under wow. in his fingernails. Well, actually, no, because he's burning them all off by dipping them into boiling hot water and oil. So it's okay. I it's guess exfoliating. That's true. That's antibiotic. <laughs> yeah, antibiotic. No. It's good to see Bolo killing. Yeah. You know, it's it's good for us, the audience. But then the next 45 minutes of the movie is our heroes thinking someone else is the murderer. This is <laughs> to Insane. me. Insane. Because, like, they set it up like a mystery where they're like, this guy trains with Sifu and he's a convicted murderer. We think he might be it. We need to tail him. We need to do this. Like, it is set up like a red herring that we're supposed to buy into, but there's no way for us to buy into it because we have seen the mysterious mural man in the back of this training center literally murder people. So, like, what is this storytelling choice? Yeah, and I, I think even if we didn't, we'd know. 
We'd know even if we didn't yeah, exactly. know. Exactly. Right. <laughs> well, because know. they also cut to they cut to Chon so many times with him doing little mischievous grin, like, hmm, who could be killing these people? <laughs> <laughs> Though I will say in, in his little in his little sweatshirt, yeah. I love like, it. Little, little, little glasses. glasses. It's like yes. he's like, he's like <laughs> I was so stoked that Bolo seemed to be having a good time. <laughs> I know. Every time they cut to him giggling, I was like, good. Good, good. Yeah. I'm glad. What would Chow be doing here? This could be a school. It's an old movie theater. It's perfect. A good teacher takes on only a small group of students. They will find any available space and use it as long as they can. God, Linda, you're such an idiot. Of course, <laughs> that's where they would practice. Ugh. Oh, and she's like, okay. I hate. Yeah, I hated that he was right. Yeah, I, I hated, hated that he was right. right. Oh, it was, they better have screened <gasps> the movie at in that fucking right? <laughs> theater. So. That, that had one of, we've talked about it many times before, of the examples of a movie like this intimating a much better movie existing within its own universe like, Cynthia Rothrock has some line that is like... Have you heard the latest news? Apparently there's dozens of small groups of vigilantes roaming the streets at night in search of the death dealer. Are you serious? It's getting out of hand. Yes! <laughs> never see them. We never Meaning see them. of the 10,000 martial artists in New York City, they have, like, arranged themselves into, like, the warriors who are just, like, patrolling the streets looking for the death dealer. It's like, why would you say that? Why would you say why that? Why would you say that unless it? you're going to show it? Come it on. It ups the stakes, you know? so Tell, don't show, y'all. It's the movie <laughs> we deserved. Those. Yeah, it it's is. It's the movie we deserved and did not get. So Tarek goes in to ask to become a student of this school, and he is immediately denied until he brings up uh, nepotism. because he trained with the same master master that Sifu Chow did yeah who cares who cares but he doesn't speak Chinese sure why not talks with his fists or his 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 fingernails really (laughs) (laughs) he talks with his cuticles baby and Linda starts to record all of these (laughs) sessions I I don't understand what half these things is we're gonna have to get it translated and I'm like the fighting grunting and like it's all foley she's recording foley Foley sounds she's like I I can't make head nor tail of this strange language (laughs) (laughs) it is actually also one of the only set up payoffs that happens yes. in 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 kind of an interesting way even if it do, it is completely immaterial to the plot of the yes. movie and absolute nonsense that is also complete nonsense <laughs> i was so mad i hated knowing that our sweet Cynthia Rothrock was going to spend the rest of the movie in a car. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a bummer. <laughs> like Cynthia doesn't even get to watch the movie. She's listening to the audiobook of the movie. <laughs> She's at the drive-in staring at a blank screen with the radio tuned to the movie behind her. Fortunately, there's all these parts in Mandarin, so. (laughs) Don't get it. There's some good stuff in the montage. As much as I wish Cynthia Rothrock was a part of it, there's some dipping of hands into hot sand, picking up chains in walks that are all really hot. Yep. And uh, there's sword fighting. There's a lot of dipping fingers into walks with varying materials in it. Yeah, there's a lot of walks involved. I feel like we talked about it a little, but 
Williams, but Boa Young is, you know, everyone's training. He's painting. He's painting murals in the, in the back the like, entire was he time. Was he hired for this? Is he a student? Like, what's his deal? Apparently doesn't train, as we learn later. Doesn't train with them. His shrine is in the movie theater. No one questions that. So he lives there? Which is a crazy hidden room. A, an insane <laughs> hidden room. The amount of space it takes up in this loft. I was sure that this is the underground Tiger Claw school. So there's probably a lot of shady stuff going on here. But no, it's mostly just people learning martial arts. <laughs> and playing taiko drums. Yep. Yeah, and the, yeah, and the guy they hired to paint the murals was the real murderer all along. Do you know about any other Tiger Clubs? Yeah, but it's sort of a secret spot. Oh, do we know a Tiger Claw Club? We're going there right now. Me and Chon, you want to come? And he's like, yes, I do. I'm going to break this case wide open. It was a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> when I asked if there were any other Tiger Clubs, this isn't what I meant. I hope you're not complaining. Besides, I bet she could give you a lesson or two. You like that? So we're at the strip club, the tiger-based strip club, which is fun. <laughs> this movie has a shitload of tiger mural in it. <laughs> tiger-themed strip Tiger-themed strip club. That's, yeah, not tiger-based. That's entirely different. <laughs> a a tiger-based strip club would be a stripe club? Oh, well, yeah, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Uh, okay. so good. Uh, this that. scene should have happened way earlier yes. <laughs> it should have been like at the 30 minute mark of this movie because there's like sweet young tiger style guy who's like trying to be friends with Tarek yeah. and then Chong Bolo is there who's just like horny as shit yeah yeah <laughs> I could imagine a version of this movie where Tarek and Chong become close actually like because like if if you wanted to not make it a mystery but wanted to make it like mm. a a diehard situation yeah like, maybe but even more than that like a like a like a point break situation uh, really okay. is yeah. like if you wanted to make it like we know bolo's the killer but they're getting closer mm. while Tarek thinks it's this other guy you know, that would at least have made it interesting. But by this point, we're like an hour into the movie. We know who the killer is. Like, it, it's sort of like just too little too late. But it is, the scene is insane. Well, and it sets up something that I did not know was happening, which was that the people breaking in were the same gang of goons as before. Did not catch that. All right. All right. Down. There's a massive shootout because the strip club is held up by the same alley punks from earlier in the film. Listen, there might yeah. be there may be a thousand martial artists in New York, but there's only one street gang. Yeah. <laughs> it, and really, really, the effect of the whole scene is the opposite of what I'm sure they intend. Because my feeling was like, oh, finally, our hero, greasy, long-haired strip club bouncer. <laughs> like runs out and Finally gets into a five-minute gunfight while our heroes are hiding behind the table. Slow gunfight. Yep. Yeah. It's sweet. It's red. It's so yeah. Sweet. Mr. Singh's bodyguards look like they're in 1992's Megadeth. <laughs> like, yeah. Dragon Force's guitarists. 
<laughs> come out to save the day. I feel like because it's the totally bullshit reveal at the end of the movie, yeah, we yeah. should put a pin in at the end of the strip club scene. Tarek, who is fighting off the street gang with Tiger Style, is about to kill mm, yeah. one of the street gang members who says something in mm-hmm. Cantonese so uh, Tarek doesn't know. And Chong, Bolo Young, is actually the one to stop him from killing the guy. Yeah, because yeah. he's about to go too far. This yeah. is that sort of thing where, like, there's a, a seemingly an honor to Chong's yeah. madness, even if, you know, even if not necessarily a method, but... He respects Tarek for some reason, because there's a moment later... Probably because the purity that he studies the craft. <laughs> I guess. But it wasn't... But it actually, in my mind, it wasn't... Like, he's not worth it, kind of. Mm. Yeah. I Again, like, if that I scene that. had been, like, 20, 30 minutes earlier, that would have been so sweet. <laughs> It's or like longer, this point, 20, 30 like, minutes longer. Oh, God, no. <laughs> 20, 30. <laughs> yeah, more time in the strip club. I'm with you, John. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Show me them tiger titties. <laughs> they have six of them, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but think of all the tassels spinning. <laughs> all the way down the body. <laughs> Linda goes to a pool club where James Wong works to go arrest him. It turns into an alley fight, and we finally get some Cynthia Roth rock action. And, like, finally. I mean, they weren't wrong. James Wong is, like, he, he's, he's not going to go back to jail. Like, <laughs> that's his intent. So uh, he's just not the one who's out there killing martial artists. Yeah, he's just not death dealing. At one point, Cynthia Rothrock and him square off, and James Wong gives, like, a growl. The investigation should have been over at that point. <laughs> he's like, he's like, and she should have been like, oh, it's definitely not you. No way you are the murderer. And the fight scene between uh, between Cynthia Rothrock and James Wong is pretty good. I mean, we get, yeah, like, it's, it's leather jacket versus tweed, which I appreciate. <laughs> yeah. She gets to kick some ass and she wins. For the fact that she, her character is like ripely underdeveloped. She does do a lot of pretty cool, you know, she does her handstand kicky things and kick it it from behind the back, like the scorpion kick stuff, like does some very cool moves if it's not necessarily covered particularly well. I I think that that's, I actually think that the problem with this movie's fighting or fight scenes is not actually the choreography, but the coverage and and truly like the lack thereof, which is that like, there are some scenes that it seemed like if they just had more time and money to shoot the shit out of it, that it would have been great. But like, there's just some impacts that don't impact particularly well because either because of where the cuts are placed or because they just couldn't, get all those fun cutaways that you know where you can really feel those impacts in the same way the coverage is the problem but also their place in the story is the problem too like half the fights in this movie are people sparring that is not like (laughs) dramatically interesting like it's like uh, that fight is the best because you actually don't know except that you're cynthia rothrock and she rules but like you actually don't really know what detective linda can do necessarily like you know she can hold her own but you also know that this guy james wong is like a tiger style at least similar level to Tarek. so it's like 
that fight is interesting because it's like I literally don't know what's about to happen here. Every other fight, you don't <laughs> feel this sense of um, the fights actually being anything other than uh, movie lengthener, really. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's movie helper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's hamburger helper. <laughs> <laughs> This is a wild thing because it seems like the chief has told the media that yes. they've got the yes. guy, yes. having done no work to prove it. <laughs> yeah. before well, that, that just seems like it. It, he blatantly does. He's like, "We have a suspect in custody. Yes, we've wrapped this case up. Everything's great. We're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're pretty fucking. Meanwhile, good. he hasn't even interrogated the guy. No. Also. Uh, from what I know about American law and order, crime and punishment, bum, bum. saying you have a good alibi is not enough to undo a case. No. <laughs> <laughs> saying like I was definitely not there, Ask I was anybody. here. The the entirety of the NYPD throwing their hands up and being like, you know what, we got it wrong. Sorry, it's just, that does not happen. There's got to be 999 other martial artists in this city. <laughs> Again, as Jamie said, they're off the case, and the and the fucking Smarm Corps takes over. <laughs> yes, yeah. right. The two cops from before. Yeah, they they may as well like moonwalk in there, being like, guess who's back? <laughs> it's us. We got this, guys. <laughs> high five, high five, high five, high five, secret handshake. That's basically their their attitude. <laughs> Sifu Chow wants Chong to train with him, so they spar. Because uh, apparently he closed. doesn't. Yeah. Apparently he's just painting he just the mural. Doesn't. That's the only thing he does is apparently paint the mural, which awesome. he doesn't want him to do, I and, guess. And Chan does kind of give like an eye roll like someone mad that their mom has suggested they need to do more piano lessons. <laughs> <laughs> so well, it's a great moment because, it, yeah, it looks like he goes, I don't need to train. And then the movie goes, he don't need to train. Because <laughs> he, Tiger Claws, the good. shit out of Sifu Chow. And we get yeah. flashbacks to the other murders because we already know it's him. For any amnesiac <laughs> members yeah. of the audience. In case you weren't someone, watching. Someone who fell asleep in Act 1 and woke up in Act 3, which I'm not going to say was me the first time <laughs> I watched this, but it was. If you showed up to movie night most of the way through and, and people are like, um, okay, so he's... And the, the movie's just like, we got it. We got right. It. <laughs> we got it for Gail. Gail, it's fine. Right. It's either you had suffered head trauma somewhere at the 45-minute mark of this movie or, more realistically, we're fucking someone for most of this movie. We're like, what movie have we been watching? And then it's like, oh, the glory okay, hole. You, well, you started on the other side of the glory hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the TV's on the other side. You're like, you're like what? <laughs> What's been happening? Much like Cynthia Rothrock, you were in another room. You were hearing the movie, but you weren't quite understanding it. Yeah, it's great because he kills the Sifu and then everyone else. Yeah, yeah. 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 The everyone, all the, the students school. show up and then he kills all of them with training sticks. And then bows to their dead bodies, which was cool. I, I loved, I loved Chong. Chong. Chong ruled. Chong ruled. Well, and and now that the Sifu is dead, it seems like there must be an opening for a staff position. Ooh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Cut to a staff fight.
That's what happened, right? Yes, yeah. that's yeah, the joke. Yeah. That I know. Was joke, it was, that was I, well, I was you know trying to transit. I thought you Josh know? was going to pick it up with what no, actually no, no, happened. That's well, fun. Thanks, fuck. Jamie. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so they go, I was thinking about a funny way to incorporate Wordle into an Instagram post for our podcast, and I blanked for oh. a second. Did you come up with that? No, I didn't yet, except that video's a five-letter word, so I was oh, trying to spell video yeah. highs, okay. and then I'm like, okay, I can keep going. You can do that? Yeah. I don't know what it says. Glory holes. Hole, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I spaced. <laughs> we'll add that to the scratch track. So from the transcripts of the Foley noises, somehow Linda and Tarek figure out that Chong is the killer. So they go to yeah, the theater. Don't understand how. No, 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 no. Impossible no, no, how no, they no. figure it out. It, Unbelievable. Wild. It's wild. because the, the guy on the ground said, it's that fucking cop. And they assumed that Chon was able to understand it because Chon speaks Cantonese. And there and Chon was the only one there. So my cover was blown in front of Chon. Right, but that doesn't mean he's it, the no, murderer. No, it doesn't. It is not at all. That's a you leap. You can believe that Chong knows that Tarek's a cop, but that doesn't prove no. that Chong's <laughs> yeah. the murderer. Yeah, it's, it's really strange. And and it's okay because then the movie just cuts out of that scene just to be like, no. don't think about that. <laughs> don't think about it too hard. Here it's we are. It's the fucking black dynamite anaconda malt liquor scene. <laughs> yes. It is just word association yes. to be like, it's Chong. It's going to be Chong. Yeah, and it cuts to one of the most amazingly distracting things ever like if a movie needed to distract me from something it should definitely cut to a man crushing apples with his bare hands because yes. <laughs> I will immediately forget whatever happened that's in the previous that's such a good point <laughs> filmmakers out there take note if you have a logical like inconsistency in your movie <laughs> the following scene should be a man crushing apples with his bare hands because that does buy a lot of audience forgiveness Ooh, apples. Ooh. Linda finds the shrine that he has. Tarek finds the bodies, uh, the student body. Uh, yeah! Well, yeah, this scene has a spring-loaded cat. <laughs> Bolo Young has a spring-loaded cat, and then... It while he's just hanging out in his evidence room. They they have a great they have a fight. Chong vanishes. The Tweedledee and Tweedledum cops show up. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yep. Tarek did all of this. <laughs> First thing they jumped. Way out. too late. There's 15 minutes less in the movie. There's this is way too late for the other characters <laughs> to believe our main character did it. This is like, too late in the movie. I almost wanted to it, when they said, "Are you thinking what I'm thinking?" I was hoping they'd be like taking all of the evidence and like planting it in Tarek. Like houseboat <laughs> or something. Cut to the crushed apples being placed yeah. on the dashboard. <laughs> like, why would they jump to Tarek being the? Because they don't the like killer. him. Like Linda and Tarek search all night, but can't find Chong. Tarek, for some reason, has a hunch he's at the marina. Say, because why? the movies. Yeah, this is such a great screenwriting decision where it felt like they were just like, it's close to the end of the movie. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. why why they're here. You don't care, do you? I didn't think We've so. been shooting a lot of the movie here. Just well. a hunch is the screenwriter speaking through a character in the way that it's the only way 
does where it's just yeah. like we need it to happen we need them to go there i don't have a reason we're on the last draft that i'm getting paid for <laughs> and so just a hunch the dynamic detective duo cuffs Tarek because they know he did it Chong knocks one of the detectives into the water. He and Linda have another Duke out fight, which I love that Cynthia Rothrock fights with a fucking oar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sick. That was improvised rad. weapon. Oh, a love plus. It. You love Can to I see tell it. you the um, catchphrase I wish they, I wish Cynthia had used during yes. their fight? Well, what? This paddle's two sided, so I'm gonna give you either or. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>! <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Boo this man. I don't know. At the point of this movie where <laughs> the screenwriter is saying just a hunch, I don't think that they're giving I guess that's true. The catchphrase. Yes. <laughs> they enter the box factory from Lords of Magic. <laughs> not uh, as good. Not, not as good, good though. No, it's not. Well, uh, in a place where obviously the box economy was worse. Less boxes. <laughs> not a lot of boxes. <laughs> Shorter stacks of boxes here. Yes, definitely. There is a good moment where Tarek uh, chokes Chog with his cuffs and then they break and Chong like escapes the grapple. That was that was kind of neat. But also, it wasn't that wasn't it before then that he's fighting with Chon and like Chon kind of has him in a compromising situation, but like again honorably because Tarek is in handcuffs, like lets him stand up oh. again to like f- to fight. Yeah, uh, on his own. Beyond TV. that, he starts the fight that. by tying his own hands with rope so <gasps> that it can be what? So yeah. like what? You missed footing? that? There's a I whole missed that completely. Me and you, we are the same. We're not the same. Were you guys sleeping? Because yes. No, I was fully awake. <laughs> I was bored. Now Chong starts to fight Tarek with his own hands bound just like Tarek in the handcuffs but when Tarek's like doing well uh, he throws the he rope away. He loses it. Yeah, yeah. he's like, yeah. alright, never mind. <laughs> That's cool. It's a great, I mean, I think the idea of Tarek fighting in cuffs is a rad idea. It's like yeah. a particularly well-motivated and interesting twist on a fight scene like this. These which two I think- fight scenes, the Cynthia Rothrock one with the oar and this one with, with Tarek in handcuffs are the two by far most interesting fight scenes in the whole movie. Sure. And they come in the last 15 minutes. <laughs> I mean, I'd hope that the you, climactic so. ones would be the big ones. And but. it's interesting because <laughs> in this one, the tides turn. Oh! It's because, because he falls through a box of uh, that's tide. carrying Tide products. That's it. Oh, I thought it was because we were at a marina. It's a, it's, it's yeah. a visual yeah. joke. And also they're at a marina. Also the marina it's works. a lot that of layers. Works. It's layers. Slayers. <laughs> I will say the moment where Chong is being choked out by, by Tarek and then he rips the handcuffs apart is awesome. Awesome. Loved it. But does really throw a wrench into the ending. Yes. <laughs> where he's in a cop car just handcuffed. Yeah. Yes. Because that really means he could get out at any point in that yes. process. He is the he is the martial arts Houdini. Yeah. I felt like the implication there was like a weird implication where when Chong's in the back of that police car. He sort of like nods to Tarek, like, "Yep, you got me. I, <laughs> I who have murdered every other martial artist, was just waiting for this. I needed to be beaten. Well, and now yeah, I. Yeah, so it's important. It's important to say that, uh, yeah, t- uh, Tarek is gonna win the fight. He's got his tiger claws out over Chong, but mm. he doesn't kill him because Chong's like laying there unconscious, and he's about he's about to tiger claw him, but he 
doesn't. He doesn't let Tiger Claw get the best of him this time. No. It's a ridiculous concept. It's insane. <laughs> it is absolutely insane. It's a little the- anti-martial arts. It is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, if you karate too hard, you go crazy. Then you're a murderer. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you call it karate. I call it crazy. <laughs> <laughs> about Roberts and Vince getting suspended, huh? Broke my heart. <laughs> uh, two weeks of vacation. It's gonna be hard to go back. Come over here, Tiger. So the sergeant ain't too happy with the dynamic duo of cops, yeah. and Tarek and Linda drink on his houseboat a very romantic cruise. Ab- down, I guess, the Hudson? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, up the East Something River. that has never been alluded to whatsoever in this romantic ending where apparently they're in love, they're, now. They're in love now, which in no way has <laughs> there been any up. chemistry, yeah. no setup, no reference. It's just suddenly like, well, this is the end of the movie and we're supposed to fall in love. So that's what happened. My least favorite trope comes back. Yeah, Yeah, it's a wild way to end the movie. And it's double wild because, again, ostensibly Murray and Rothrock are friends in real life. But they seem like they never met before. As per their (laughs) on-screen chemistry. complete lack of chemistry. Yeah, it seems baffling. Very far I don't apart. know if I've ever seen yes. two people on screen with less chemistry. Oh, I don't know about that. Nope. Think about it. <laughs> Do it. Think about it. Oh, All I'm right, seeing fine. two people with less <laughs> chemistry on screen right now. Hi- oh! <laughs> <laughs> Next up on Saturday Morning Cartoons, it's the Tiger Claws. <laughs> do, 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 do. Tiger Claws, Tiger Claws, we are the Tiger Claws. We're gonna save the day by any way. We're the Tiger, Tiger Claws. I'm Linda. <laughs> I'm Chong. I'm Tarek. <laughs> the Tiger Claws. This week on the Tiger Claws, it's episode one, the ripoff report card. Nice. But I get my cereal. The Tiger Claws ripoff report card is brought to you by the new album, Bag Milk, from Toronto's newest rock <laughs> sensation, Alberta and the Poutines. <laughs> Ew. No, not like that. Not like that. So, Jalal Murphy is a name at least familiar to anyone who spent more than, say, 10 minutes in the action section of a 90s video store. Born in Brazil of Lebanese descent, he learned Taekwondo, Shotokan Karate, and Hungar while traveling the martial arts tournament circuit. With more than 150 tournaments under his, well, belt, he ultimately <laughs> landed in Toronto, simultaneously running a martial arts school and his family's jewelry business in his early 20s. After winning a tournament, apparently a producer approached him about making a film. Having dropped out of film school when a teacher suggested that his look and accent would get him nowhere, he was keen to get on the train and burn some stock in the process. Ultimately, though, the producer was apparently fairly green, and while Murphy was originally slated to play a Middle Eastern villain, he ultimately came in with some of his own cash and rescued the project, then titled Black Pearls. It was lean, 
and the film of course went over budget, but after having pulled some favors and shooting some scenes with Bolo Young in China, it got finished. That film would eventually become 1991's Fearless Tiger, and seemingly, the bug bit Mary hard. He never did ultimately play a Middle Eastern villain, instead coming in as the leading man, which would suit him just fine for the majority of his performances over the years. Fairly unique at the time, though, especially for someone who wasn't famous beforehand, Murphy was an actor-producer. Sure, you could look at this cynically and say, well, that explains why he was the leading man. And sure, that might be correct. But damn it, he got these films made by hook or by crook. In an extensive interview for The Good, The Bad, and The Deadly, an action film tome that is a must-have for any genre fan, you couldn't levy a critique that he wasn't already thinking. He lays it out straight. There is never enough time or money in low-budget filmmaking. And even more, a producer's job is hard. And you have to be tough. And then you get the hell on screen and take direction, hit your marks, and nail the choreography the first time, or you lose the light, or the location, or in most cases, both. And sometimes, the car you ordered for an explosion doesn't show up on time, and so you have to use yours. (laughs) Those are just the kinds of sacrifices you have to make. He ultimately sold his businesses to go into filmmaking, and for a while it really worked for him. The direct-to-video action market was the place to be for young martial artists in the 90s, and he rode that wave and made some classics and worked with not only Bolo and Rothrock, but with Billy Blanks, with Olivier Gruner, Lauren Avidon, and more. He wasn't willing to sell out his crew, which he thought of as his family, to quote-unquote make it, and likely never will, instead continuing to work with his friends and making punch-kick movies. Uh, Well, that, as well as some choice nuggets like Rough Rescue, the dog father of Brooklyn, and (laughs) the Botox Queens of New York. All of which you can find on his website, filmone.com, which looks like it was made in 1998. (laughs) And that has been the Tiger Claws ripoff report card. Yeah, he literally blew up his his own car. Wow. (laughs) When? What and what? For for Fearless Tiger, I believe. That's so sweet. Tiger Claws, Tiger Claws, we're all part of the Tiger Claws. I'm (laughs) Tarek. I'm the only one left. (laughs) We lost the rest of the Tiger Claws. Rip off her book card. <laughs> where, where did everyone else go? Heavy lore for our new Saturday morning cartoon it's spinoff. It's sad. It's a sad cartoon. <laughs> All right, students. Claws out, everybody. <laughs> Josh, but Josh Aaron not doing the claws. I know. I couldn't do the claws and screenshot. That one or the other is Tiger Claws, but what, dear students of Video High, may end up on the final test. I don't know why I shattered there, but <laughs> I'm really interested in knowing who we can court for a sponsorship deal for this episode first: Bill Pickles, Dill Pickles, or Tiger Claws White Claw Hard Seltzer. Yeah. <laughs> it goes to a good Tiger Cause. <laughs> no. 
Ain't no laws <laughs> when you're making tiger claws. <laughs> uh, but be careful you read the fine print because there's some tiger claws in there. It's <laughs> uh, a good, it's a different, different It's a different clause. <laughs> At the end of the day, Roth Rock beats paper thin protagonist. That's great. We talked about a lot of stuff. But I would say Bill Pickles, Dill Pickles, still tickles my <laughs> brittles. <laughs> <laughs> Skittles, inka dinka do, hachi machi. <laughs> the fact that there wasn't a Jalal Murphy, Joseph Murphy collab in 1995 is really the only thing <laughs> that proves that there is, in fact, no God. <laughs> Absolutely. I also like. I this is racist I'm sure but like <laughs> I Strong I did start. so much googling to like I could I still don't believe Jalal Mary and Joseph Mary <laughs> not related <laughs> No way Thank you so much for rejoining the class here at Video High If you want to say a video high why not message us at Video High Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and at VideoHigh.pod on Twitter. And I'll make you a deal. If you hit us with a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll cover whatever movie you say. I mean it. No backsies. Thank you, Seth Applebaum of Ghost Funk Orchestra. Check out their tour dates. And Gabriella Tessitore of Scout Harris, them too, for our intro song. Thank you so very much to Justin Ferraro of the Rizzos and Lowboy for our other music. Thank you, Ann Shearer, for our logo. And thank you, Mr. Marlowe, our teacher. For our next lesson, we watch the Filipino King of Amulets with the impressive family jewels in Efren C. Pinion's 1983 horror fantasy, The Killing of Satan. That's your assigned screening. We'll see you next class. This soundtrack has so much fucking seagull sound effects. <laughs> like it's a flock of seagulls? It no, it's just they have one. They have the one stock <laughs> seagull sound effect that they fucking layer for days. <laughs> it's all over this damn movie. <laughs> In your ear. Podcast Network.